In the Sefer's Chosovois on Pirkeovois by Rabbi Avram Galanti, who was a contemporary of the Taz, there's a story about the people in Portugal who were suffering tremendous anti-Semitic persecutions and shmad from the government. They had a solution, though. They were able to rebel against the government. They had it within their ability to do this, take over the government and stop the persecutions. And they decided to ask a Shiloh whether to do it, to ask Galidei shame. So the answer came back that you're not allowed to do it because you're in Golos and there are the Shalashvuis that prohibit this. One of the Shalashvuis are, and I quote, Shloyimredu Baha Kodesh Baruchu, not to rebel against Hashem. Now, obviously, this is a reference to the Shvua that says Shloyimredu Baumois. And the Satmar Eben Vayerl Moshe cites this quotation and he says it's a Pella. That's a quote. He says, Pella be'enai haloshin. And he says, quote, Pella be'enai haloshin, shekosav b'hashvu shlo yimredu b'hakadish baruchu. And listen to this. V'loi matzinu loshin ze b'shum mokoim. And then he says the pshat obviously is that rebelling against the Goyim since HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want you to do it is a rebellion against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Given that, still, it needs a big hezber. First of all, why Dafke here does it have that Loshen? Except for here, it has this Loshen. Secondly, why did they have to ask the shame in the first place? Everybody knows that there's the Sholashvuas, one of which is not that you're not allowed to rebel against the Umois. Mamish to make a revolution, rebel against the Umois, that's the, we know that's also. The, so my kasha here is what did the shame tell them that they didn't know? Why do they have to ask the shame? Now before I, I give an answer, I just want to be Mazbir, what it means when we say that rebelling against the Goyim is like rebelling against Hashem. Isn't it true that everything you you do against the Torah is rebelling against Hashem? So why would we have a special Lashon over here? The Teretz is, that's not what it means. It means more than that here. It means that the Gzeirah, not to rebel against the Goyim, was not made for the sake of the Goyim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not try to protect the Goyim by making us swear that we won't rebel against them. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tried to protect the Golus, which is a necessary operation for Klal Yisrael. It's not that the Umois were being protected by the Shvua, it's that the Golus was being protected, and it's the Ratzon Hashem that the Golos should be protected, that we should be in Golos. And that's the purpose of the Shuas, to ensure that we don't violate the Ratz and Hashem, that we should be in Golos. And therefore, when we say that rebelling against the Umois is rebelling against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not the same as when we say uh, stealing from somebody is rebelling against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, although that's true too. This has a different connotation. What we mean over here is that there really is no Isser, to rebel against the Umois, Be'etzem. The Issa to rebel against the Umois is a description of rebelling against the Golos, meaning rebelling against the Ratzon Hashem. It's, by Geneva, we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want 
this person to lose his money. That's the Ratzon Hashem. So there's an Isser Lois Signoivu. If you do that, it's, a, it's against the Ratzon Hashem. But over here, it's not the Pshat, the Ratzon Hashem is that the uh, Goyim should be protected from rebellion the way Yenem's property should be protected from robbers. That's not the Ratzon Hashem over here. That's the, the, the Hechetimtza to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem. That's the way the Ratzon Hashem is articulated. But the Etzem Ratzon Hashem over here has nothing to do with the Goyim being protected. It has to do with the Golos. So when we say that rebelling against the Goyim means rebelling against Hashem, what we mean to say is that the Goyim Be'etzem are not what we mean to protect when we say don't rebel against the Goyim. Say, don't do bad things to your parents, we protect the parents. We mean to say that. Uh, don't steal something from somebody, don't hit somebody, don't kill somebody, we mean to protect that other person. Don't rebel against the Goyim, we mean to protect the Golos, not those other Goyim. But still, this doesn't answer any of my kashas. Uh, number one, why is the Sloshan found Dafka over here? And two, why was the Havamina Why did they have to ask this question to begin with? So, in order to answer this, we're going to be makdim the difference that everybody knows between Hanukkah and Purim. In Yoni de Yoima, in both the Halacha and the Agodah Svarim, the difference between Hanukkah and Purim. Uh, the reason why we reacted differently to the oppression in Hanukkah, we took up swords and fought against the Yavonim, Masha'in came on Purim, where they just were mispalal for three days. They didn't rebel against the government, although they could have. And you see that from the fact that when Ahasuerus gave them permission, they made a war and they killed all the enemies. Now, they could have done that before Ahasuerus gave them permission, but they didn't. The reason is because on Hanukkah, the oppression was Gzairus against the Torah. On Purim, it was Gzairus against the Jews. On Hanukkah, there was not one Jew in danger. We were not in a Sakana. All we had to do in order to remain safe is to violate the Torah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah and told us to protect the Torah. It is our job to learn the Torah, to fulfill the Torah. Torah he. It is our job to learn it, to protect it, and to do it. And when the Torah is attacked, we're Moise Nefesh. We protect the Torah. That's our job. We go to war for the Torah. We didn't go to war for us. We were not in danger. The Torah was in danger. When the Torah is in danger, we go to war. Mashen Ken Purim, when there was no Gezeris Shmad, Achashverosh had no interest, Haman had no interest in us being Machal Shabbos, well, they wanted us dead. They wanted us dead, HaKadosh Baruch Hu protects us. When the Goyim persecute our Gashmias, our Gufim, we run to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When the Goyim attack the Torah, then we go to war. That, that much everybody knows. Now, it's a Dover Poshut, that even though there's a Gzairus HaGolus, and we're Mechuyiv to be subservient to the Goyim, we're Mechuyiv to be Mechabal their Gzairus, according to the Chuvus Marajdam, and one Pshat in the Yifei Toyar, if the Jews refuse to accept 
the a gzera, a din and the malchusa of the goyim, it's a, that itself is called the marid of Umois. That itself is a violation of the gzeras hagolus, and it will be also to do. I'm not talking dina de malchusa dina. I'm talking dina de malchusa dina means that you're not allowed to violate the laws of the land. Here we're not talking about violating the laws of the land. We're talking about not being makabal the laws of the land. The nafkamina is a guy got, go, goes to court, he was caught speeding, and he tells the judge, I, I plead guilty, I was speeding, uh, I had to get home early, my wife would be angry at me. That's violating the law of the land. Wherever Dina de Malchus applies, that's what it means you're not allowed to do. But what happens if the guy goes to court and he says, you know what, I'm not makabal the speed limit. You have, maybe he'll say, you have no right to make a speed limit on me. Who are you to tell me how fast I should go? Or even he doesn't say you don't have a right. He says, you know what, I'm not makabal. You, you guys may be the government. I'm not makabal the speed limit. I, I do not accept the gzera. That, according to these shittas, is a violation, mamish a violation of the gzeras hagolus. It's the same sin that the Bnei Ephraim committed when they left Egypt early and they all got killed in the desert. And the punishment, which the Satmar Rebbe says, it would take him to say this, is the worst punishment anywhere found in Kolaterikula. There is no punishment for anything found that's worse than that. That would apply, according to these shittas, if, you, if the Jews were to refuse to accept a gzair of the Malchus. That said, the gzairus hagolus, that says we have to be subservient to the nations and dispersed amongst them, but now we're talking about subservient, does not include being subservient to their gzeris against the Torah. When there's gzeris shmad, it's a davar poshut. That what we did on Hanukkah is not the pshad, really, it's also to make a, re- a revolution, a rebellion against the Goyim, we're not allowed to fight wars in Golis. But... Shmad is doicha, the yisurv of making melchamas and golos. That's not the pshat. The whole gzeris hagolos means that the goyim have rishus to be sovereign over us. Not only rishus, we have no rishus to allow ourselves to be in any situation other than sovereignty of the goyim. But that does not give goyim rishus. It's not part of the gzeris hagolos that our ruchnius should be subservient to them. Uh, we have to listen to the melech, but uh, there's a melech melechem lochem. Uh, for example, the Yorach HaShulchan, when he brings down the Shalashvus in Choshen Mishpat, he says, because the Shalashvus, the Yisra Marie de Bumois, it's also for Jews to have any thoughts to rebel against the Kaiser, or the melech, or whoever he may be. And the Yorach HaShulchan's days was the Kaiser. And then he says, uh, but it's only a Cain. We are subservient to the Malchus much more than the Malchus As much as we are Meshubed to the Malchus it their, their shilton over us, according to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's a Dover Poshet, does not include Ruchnius. And this is why, whenever there's a Xeri against Ruchnius, we rebel. As the Medrash says, this is the mocker. Everybody brings it. Hanani Mishol Vazayir told Nebuchadnezzar, if you are uh, on us taxes, 
laws, Gashmiyastika laws, you're the king, you're the melech. But if you tell us to do an Aveira, to bow down to a Tzalem, you're no better than a dog. You're not even the melech. What's a pshat? You're not the melech. Pshat is that the sovereignty that the Umois have over us does not include sovereignty over Ruchnias. Now, of course, we are not allowed to say that, okay, well, if we would rebel against the Goyim and have our self-determination, so then if we break out of Golos, it'll be better for our Ruchnias. And since they don't have Shulton over Ruchnias, we, we, would, uh, we should be able to do it. No, that's not true. That's for sure not. As it says in Ve'er Moisha, obviously, the whole Golos, we know the Rambam says, the reason why we, why we uh, want Mashiach so much is not because of political reasons or uh, national reasons or self-determination reasons, but rather in order to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu better. That means it's, it's uh, intrinsic to Golos that we're going to be shtered in our avoidance Hashem. It's inevitable. It's the Sor Shabi'isa is Ma'akev. We know that. So if there is a Gzeris HaGolos that Shinala break out, uh, clearly it means that there's no excuse because of Ruchnis Dika benefits uh, to do so. However, that said, there is no excuse for us to give in to Gzeris Shmad. Whatever, we have to do the most we can do in Golos. And although it's inevitable that we, uh, our circumstances are not going to allow us to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well as we could during Achris uh, HaYomim, the Sor Shabbat still, their Shilton does not include Gzeris Shmad. When they make Gzeris Shmad, they're not, they're not, they're not the government. They have no shaykhis at all to do such a thing. We are not mishubit at all. Not the pshat it's tuchuya, not pshat it's hutra. It's not pshat hutra or tuchuya. They are not malachim legabe this. They have no shultan. There's no gzeris hagolus that says that we have to be subservient to them legabe them uh, legabe fulfilling their gzeris of shmad. Now, one more thing we have to be makdim before we get to understand. To, to say the terrors to the Rebbe Avram Galanti. And that is Rebbe Chonon's explanation, B'Shem the Ramchal, as to why we taka go to war when the Torah is attacked. Even, even if you're allowed to, even if there's no Gzeris HaGolos, wouldn't it be better to do Tshuva and Tefillah and Tzedakah Mavir and Esraya HaGzeris? Why would that not apply to the Torah too? So Rebbe explains that the difference is between a Maisa Hashem and a Maisa Satan. Even though obviously everything comes from Hashem, still there's something called the Maisa Satan. And that means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives in a time of Midas Hadin sometimes Rishus for the Satan to do things that are against the Ratzon Hashem. And, and therefore, when a is a Maisa Hashem, the purpose of the Gzeira is for us to do tshuva. And if we do tshuva, the purpose of the Gzeira is fulfilled. So there's no more reason to have the Gzeira. So if somebody's geyser against Klal Yisrael on Purim, they are geyser that the Jews should be killed. That's a Gzeira min hashamayim. It's a Maisa Hashem. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending us a message to do tshuva. The goal, the objective of the, the mission so to speak, of the Gzeira was to cause Klal Yisrael to do tshuva. Once they do tshuva, the objective 
and the goal of the Gezeira is fulfilled, and there's no more reason for the Gezeira. That's why tshuva works. Masha'in Cain, when the Gezeira is against the Torah, that's a Maisa Sotan. And when the Sotan does something, it's not that he's trying to get us to do tshuva. That's not the Sotan's job. Fakert. The Sotan's, tr- the Sotan's job is to try to get us to do Averis. So Bishlama, if there's a Maisa Hashem, there's a Gzeir on the Gufim, the reason for the Gzeir is to encourage us to do tshuva. But if there's a Gzeir against the Torah, it's not in order to encourage us to do tshuva. Obviously, invoking HaKadosh Baruch Hu and trying to uh, get him involved uh, with tshuva, tefillah, and, and tzedakah, certainly it helps, but it's not enough to knock out the Gzeir because the Satan's not going to stop because he did tshuva. The Sutton is not going to stop the Gzeira because Claudius rolled the Tshuva. He's, that's not what he's trying to obtain. Fakert, it's the opposite. In such a case, the only thing that's going to help is Masiris Nefesh, where the Jews will go to war, not with the uh, intent to win the war, necessarily. When the Hashemai went to war in Hanukkah, they did not intend to win. Remember, it was a Ness. They did not intend to win. So what did they intend to do? Not the Pshat, they were Saimuchan and Ness, and they figured they're going to win. That's not what happened. What happened was that they were in, their intent was to be Moshe Nefesh and to die for the Torah. And the Mesiris Nefesh for the Torah is Machlish. It weakens the power of the Satan, and that's what's Mavatul the Gzeira. Just, Baruch Hashem, there was a Ness, and instead of dying for the Torah, they fought a war and they won the war for the Torah. That's Hanukkah. But when there's a Maisa Sotan, the, uh, the, the intent is not for us to do tshuva, and the response has to involve also Mesir Snefesh. That's why when there's a Gzeira against the Torah, we go to war. Not because we Tafka want to kill people. That would be great if we could kill the, the Rishoyim that are making the Gzeira Shmad. But even if we know we can't do that, like on Hanukkah, where they knew they couldn't do that, we're Moise Nefesh. Just a Kaddish Baruch made a Ness. And they won the war. Ad Kander Abelchonon B'Shem Ramchal, the difference between a Ruchni Yisdika Gzeira versus a Gashmi Yisdika Gzeira. So now let's go back to Rabbi Avram Galanti. So far we have the following you say this. Number one, we're not allowed to wage war against the Goyim and Golis in order to take over the government. We have to be under the shilton, uh, the sovereignty of the Goyim during Golis. Nothing to discuss. Even if you hold that, not like the Marish Dam, that refusing to accept uh, a gzeira of the Malchus is not a violation of the Sholosh overturning the Malucha is. We also know that when there's gzeira shmad, that's a Maisa Satan, and you have to go to war. If you could win the war, but even if you can't win the war, you, you have to go to war. Now, the situation of the Anche Portugal in the story of Rabbi Avram Galanti. It was Xer Shmad. But the only way to stop the Xer Shmad is to make a revolution and take over the Malucha. And they were able to do that. So now, here was their question. On one hand, there's Xerus HaGolos. It's the Ratzon Hashem, they should be in Golos, and that means 
that they're not allowed to be sovereign over themselves. They can't have self-determination. So mitzad zeh, they're not allowed to take over the government. Mi'idach gisa, it's gzeir shmad. And I, it's not the Ratzon Hashem that there should be a shmad. So in so on this tzad, taking over the government fulfills the Ratzon Hashem. And, and therefore their question was, in order to stop Xavier Shmad, to go to war against Shmad, and the only way this Shmad is going to stop with a war is they're going to win the war. There's no mitzvah to commit suicide. They're going to go to war, they're going to win the war, and they're going to take over the government, and that'll stop the Shmad. Are they allowed to do that? Is that, uh, is that called a Maisa Hashem or Maisa Satan? The so on one hand, they have a Maisa Hashem that they're in Golos. Me'idach Gisa, they have a Maisa Satan, that's the Shmad. So the question was, if they would be making a war to take over the government, which is their only Yetzah to alleviate the Shmad, is that, according to the Rebbe Chonon, the, the Ramchal, is that considered fighting against the Maisa Hashem, or is it considered fighting against the Maisa Satan? That was their question. That was their Havamina. That maybe... It's a Maisa Sotan that we're fighting against, even though we're taking over the government. And therefore, they asked the shame, and the answer came back, Al-Yimridu V'Kadosh Baruch Meaning to say that what you're going to be rebelling against is everything considered the Ratzon Hashem, Maisa Hashem, not a Maisa Sotan. It's the Ratzon Hashem, not the Ratzon HaSatan, that you should remain in Golos, even if there's Xer Shmad. What you're going to have to do is whatever the halachas are, Yehorg vel Yehorg but the solution of taking over the Malucha, even in a case where by doing so, it's going to stop the Xer Shmad, which the Goyim have no right, no shilton over us in Golos to do that, still taking over the Malucha, breaking out of the Golos like that, is rebelling against the Maisa Hashem. And because that was their shaila, the shaila was when you mix, uh, seem to mix a Maisa Hashem with a Maisa Sotan, such a case, what is it? Is it a rebellion against a Maisa Hashem or a Maisa Sotan? That's why Dafka over here we have this Loshan, since that Dafka was their shaila. Is this a Maisa Hashem or is it a Maisa Sotan? Uh, came the answer, don't rebel against Hashem, meaning in such a case it's a Maisa Hashem, La Fuke a Maisa Sotan, everywhere else, where it talks about the Shalosh Rus, we don't need to refer to it as Shleyim Reduba Hashem. Because you know it's the Ratzon Hashem. Over here, the Shiloh was, maybe it's a Maisa Satan or Maisa Hashem. Teretz says, no. Here at Tafka, we had to explain. That was the question. The whole question wasn't, which should they rebel against the Goyim? The question was, is this a Maisa Satan or a Maisa Hashem? Mamela, that, therefore, the Teretz came, it's a Maisa Hashem, Shleyim Reduba Kodesh Baruch Hu. And Mamela, both Kashas and Yoshif.